Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, now we're number two. Welcome back. Miller and Condon live at Wellman's in uh, West Des Moines. Wellman's Pub and Rooftop in West Des Moines. Come on down. Doors are open. Lunch is being served. Meet the folks from Circa. Or if you're so inclined tonight, we'd love to see you down here in Michigan and Iowa. It's an 8 o'clock tip. Ross Peterson, Andrew Downs, and my partner Trent Condon will be representing KXNO. They'll do a, a instant reaction podcast uh, after the Big Ten till tonight. Let's head to St. Louis, shall we? Kevin Lehman joins us. He's only got a few minutes, so we're going to get right to him. Kevin Trent. Okay. Yep, got it. We don't have Kevin yet. We'll get Kevin Lehman here uh, momentarily. Brees Hall apparently is meeting with the media. He's at that portion of the combine. Uh-huh. Uh, he says he's excited to run the 40 tomorrow. He says it's going to be a surprise. Oh, that's awesome. So open up the Condon Casino. <laughs> over under 44.48. Why? Well, if he's saying that. We well, didn't say. He says it's going to be a surprise now. It could be a bad surprise. <laughs> or I'm going to run like a I, piano I don't, on my back. Right. I don't think he'd be putting it that way. 448. Over or under, Trent. That's where we set it. Push, push. Okay. What kind of odds could I get there? Yeah, better than eight to over one. Under, yeah. Um, he's how a, funny would that be if he runs a four four? Really? <laughs> he's is all the all the locals that are going to be there. I'm, I'm anxious to see how he does. Yes, I really am. Uh, last night I was listening to a podcast. Andy Staples with yeah, the Athletic yeah. National College uh, football writer. Played football, Florida, offensive lineman, and he was interviewing Brock Purdy. In fact, I was going to send it to you. I know you're not a podcast guy, but it was really interesting. He is going through, and everybody kind of has their guy that they're working with. He is working with an academy right now that really works mostly with Major League Baseball pitchers. I saw some Twitter on that. And And Staples had some stuff up there. Yes, I saw that. And hearing both Purdy and Staples explain it was very interesting. Now, ultimately... What does it mean? We'll see. We know arm strength is not one of the strengths, right? certainly in comparison to the other draft prospects for Brock Purdy, but thought an interesting way to do it. And you're kind of zigging while everybody else is zagging. I like the idea, right? Mm-hmm. You think Purdy's going to get drafted? Sixth, seventh round flyer? Uh, that would be, I think, the ceiling. Yeah. I, I don't. I, um, after the season, we're starting to get into draft mode. I didn't think he will. He's going to interview extremely well. Uh, he'll do very well that way. Uh, if he can, like he's he's... He had a nice career, let's be honest. He's mm-hmm. every record at Iowa State. Now, Seneca was only there two years, That's so we right. remember that and put that little asterisk out there. But let's go to St. Louis, because Kevin Lehman's on a tight schedule with all his responsibilities. Uh, he joins us. Kevin, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Kevin Lehman? Hey, I'm doing good. Busy day, a lot of basketball, but uh, we're going to kick this thing off tonight. Yes, indeed, we are. Six o'clock, and it will get underway. So let's start with Drake and the unfortunate news that they got. Kevin, I do want to go back and look at what uh, the game that you called this past weekend was just a thriller uh, for the conference championship. But Drake first. Uh, Wilkins being out ACL, yet another late-season injury for Drake. They've certainly had more than their share. How does Wilkins being out change their basketball team, Kevin? Well, you look at those all defensive teams and DJ Wilkins was their lockdown defender on perimeter players with AJ Green, Mosley, Reeves, you name it, he could stick on them. So that's going to hurt him defensively. And this is a team, as you guys know, Drake Bulldogs do not have a lot of depth. 
But every year this has happened, and Darren DeVries has somehow been able to rally his troops. So I look for him to do this again here tomorrow night when they take on Southern Illinois, which has always been a tough matchup for the Bulldogs. Go back to that game that just happened on Saturday and Southern Illinois late in the game after Wilkins came back, tightened it both up. Both games this year went they that did, way. They did, yeah. Yeah. SIU, a team that's still building. We know in that fan base when they're good, they can really travel down there. Are they the team outside of the top five? It feels like there's a clear top five in the conference. Is Southern Illinois out of the bottom group that could make a run and maybe even surprise everybody and get to Sunday? Or is there somebody else in that bottom tier? Yeah, I would say Trent, that's probably a good observation. It's probably Southern Illinois, and yet Valpo is the teaser. But Valpo has had so many problems with their point guard position. They've got you know those Big Ten transfers. They've got a lot of talent, but they just are absent at that point guard position. And in Valley play, tournament play, it's always about your ability to handle the basketball. Because here's what my uh, great evaluation analysis is, guys. Shooting percentages don't matter in this. It's about how many possessions can you get. Can you get extra possessions on the offensive glass, which Drake does really well? Can you turn the other team over and get extra possessions that way, which is another thing that the Bulldogs do. So uh, I think when you look at that, that's what these kind of games come down to, who makes the fewest mistakes and who can get extra, I call it extra bites of the apple. (laughs) Uh, Kevin, earlier this week, uh, the, uh, the Missouri Valley Conference had their banquet uh, always a fun, uh, always a fun uh, afternoon, uh, fun luncheon. Uh, they pass out the hardware, and certainly the state of Iowa well represented. DeVries wins Freshman of the Year, Player of the Year. Of course, AJ Green, his teammate Bowen Bourne, Sixth Man of the Year. Quite a haul for the state of Iowa as far as their two Valley Conference teams and some individual recognition. Well, no question, and I know a Carter just missed being a first teamer. Tucker DeVries is another guy that should. I mean, they had to be right on the edge of being first team. I think Tucker DeVries has been outstanding this season, certainly not playing like a freshman. And how about our guy, Garrett Sturts? I got, I'm voting. I'm like, I think Sturts has got to get on a team somewhere. And I actually put it on my all defensive team because the guy's 170 pounds, third in rebounding. Everyone tries to post up Garrett Sturts and nobody can score on him in the block. And he's also up there in steel. So yeah, if you look down there, Wilkins, all defensive team, uh, and DeVries is a star in the making in this league. UNI wins the regular season. They get it done against Loyola. Now what you get is in the semifinals, either Loyola again or trying to beat Bradley for a third time this season. We know when they're right how good Bradley can be. Not exactly the draw the Panthers want, but this is a team playing with a lot of confidence. Chances for UNI to cut down on Sunday. I tell you what, if you look, from the first year and even through February, no one has been more consistent than Northern Iowa. They got boat raced, taking the woodshed, whatever you want to call it, at Loyola, but bounced back right away with a tough win at Illinois State and then revenged that loss Saturday in one of the great games in, in Valley history. So I think with the way Bowen Bourne is playing, getting the ball out of A.J. Green's hands, their transition game, look at what they've scored. They've, they've scored like 88 93 and 100 plus points in the last three games. This is not the Ben Jacobson we knew from five, 10 years ago when they were scoring in the 50s. This team gets out and runs in transition. And Carter, five getting moved to the bench. Carter saying, I'm the five man. He has blossomed in that role. 
Uh, Kevin, you mentioned the the game on Saturday, uh, 5 o'clock tip. It might have been the game of the year. It was incredibly entertaining. And the sixth man of the year, yep, we, we know A.J. Green had a huge, huge role in that. But Bowen's three in overtime oh, wow. was absolutely a massive moment in that game. And, and it felt like once that ball went in uh, that they were going to win. The, as they still had some work to do. Uh, but once Bowen, uh, Bowen uh, made, his, uh, made his three, um, it seemed like it was over at that point. Did you think it was that, uh, that you know what, that this is going to go the Panthers' way? Yeah, that was huge. And if you look at the box score, he actually played more minutes, Bowen Bourne did, than A.J. Green. A.J. had those foul issues in the first half. So Bourne, uh, Bowen Bourne with 35 minutes, 20 points, a career high, and he picked the right time to do it. He's got just – he's wired to score. He's wired to score in different ways. And I tell you, where they're really good with Bowen Bourne is transition game because his head is up. He can either pull up and shoot the three. He can thread the needle of someone else. Or amazingly, at 5'11", he can score on bigs at the rim. That's one thing that we probably – uh, sell this kid short at 5'11". Long arms, big hands, plays bigger than he is. And as Elder Miller used to say, we should measure guys not by their height, but by their reach. And this hmm. kid's got a long reach. Let's uh, project a little bit here. Let's go through you and I wins the MVC tournament. What seed do you think they're going to get mm. in the big dance? And same thing for the Bulldogs. If they win the three games in a row here and get their what kind of seeding are we looking at at the big dance for the Panthers and Bulldogs in your mind? Well, what's going to hurt Northern Iowa is you know, that November and December when they struggled. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. So they got that net that's waving around 97 right now. I, I'm, I'm thinking 13 seed for them and the Bulldogs mm-hmm. to be able to get in. Uh, you know, I got a new name for the net, guys. I call it the NIM, Next Eliminated Mid-Major. Yeah. Seems to work against mm-hmm. that way. It's un- unfortunate. Well, let's let's continue projecting here. Uh, Kevin Lehman is our guest. He's joining us live from St. Louis. Washer Systems of Iowa uh, sponsors all of our uh, Valley conversations. So you and I gets the winner of the uh, early game tonight, Illinois State. So regardless of who that is, let's move you and I on. Loyola Bradley, I think it's going to be tougher than a lot of people yes. think. But if it is Loyola and you and I, beating Loyola twice in what would be, what, six days uh, obviously going to be difficult, but they just did it six days ago. What kind of uh, attitude or what? Uh, how do they approach that one, Kevin? Look, we just did it. Let's do what we did uh, and hopefully duplicate that effort. Um, how do you, uh, Coach Lehman, put on your coaching hat. How will you approach that if you were uh, given the uh, locker room talk? Well, unfortunately, if you're the team that got beat, you always have the advantage because you're going to make the most adjustments. Just as Northern Iowa did after losing in Chicago, made some huge adjustments on our ball screen defense for Saturday's game. So you got to look for Loyola to make some adjustments. And if if I am Northern Iowa, I'm going to get ready for them throwing it inside to Chris Knight, which I thought they should have done more of. Uh, but, again, this will come down to can Northern Iowa set the pace of play if they're facing Loyola again or even Bradley. They have to play at a fast pace, which they can do with the guy we just mentioned, Bowen Bourne. So the ability to play with some pace, and to score baskets before the defense can get set. Because this time of year, guys, there are no secrets in what you do in your half-court offense. Every coach I talk to talks about, can we get early baskets in transition? Can we score off our defense? Because it's so difficult to score against a set defense, especially in this league, which is extremely well-scouted. And 
boy, you got to always make threes when you get in this tournament. You got you knock down a couple threes. We saw it with Bowling Born at overtime. That certainly loosens up everything. Uh, well, let's get you out of here on this, Kevin. It's been uh, probably 10 years since I've been to the Valley Tournament. Who travels the best uh, of the schools right now? You, you, you know, think back. I know it's been COVID, so it's been maybe hard to uh, recall. But who will have the most fans in the building this weekend, do you think? Southern Illinois, no doubt, Ken, because they have a huge alumni base in the St. Louis area. They are about two, two hours away. But you would think Bradley would start to travel, and you would think Loyola would travel. It'll be interesting to see how the fan reaction is to the Ramblers. Are they going to be the team everyone cheers against since they're leaving the league to go to A-10? Uh, that, that'll be an interesting factor, but it's going to be the Slukies. Uh, so, Brad, so Drake's going to be at a little disadvantage. There's going to be a huge crowd of uh, Southern Illinois alums in this uh, Enterprise Arena. TV, you got the TV for the early game or the uh, the eight thirty game, the Valpo game. I got the six o'clock game, Illinois State. Brian Jones, the uh, Northern Iowa alum, acting head coach against the Sycamores, and then uh, I'll have the second call on the radio. And tomorrow I'll have the Panthers at noon uh, for the winner of that Illinois State Indiana State game. Good stuff. Thank you, buddy. We will uh, talk to you um, next week. Thank you, Kevin Lehman. Enjoy St. Louis. All right, guys. Have a good one. Yep, you're the same. Kevin Lehman joining us from St. Louis Washer Systems of Iowa Sponsors. That you and I game. Uh, by, by the way, Trent and I tomorrow are going to be at Jethro's mm-hmm. in Ankeny at the lakeside, but you can get this special. Uh, we're in the spotlight tomorrow. Our menu item finally hits. We've been waiting forward, looking forward to this one. Our menu hits for the uh, next three weeks. It is Barba Stew. It's on Friday only. It's actually not on the menu. You have to ask for it. Uh, but um, you'll be glad to. It's ten dollars and sixty three cents, and you get a lot of good stuff it's in this. Briskets, too. it's yes. full of brisket for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, it, it's going to be a hit. But if you want to watch the uh, the U and I game uh, tomorrow at noon uh, from St. Louis, um, I know that Jethro's will have all the TVs on, regardless of what Jethro's. But the specials available for the next three weeks. We we're hoping we sell a pile of them. Yes, absolutely. Because if that's the case, we get it. Whoever wins this amongst the four local shows will get their menu item actually in the menu, which will be great to see. So Murph and Andy had their shot with the shoe. Yep. We had the breakfast sandwich with the morning rush. Yep. A couple of weeks ago, we were laughing about the fanatics. Yeah, we said they're going to mail it in, and uh, they waged war against us. Oh, did they that day? Yeah, I was listening and. Ross uh, said that got a little beef now. Ah. So it's it's us and the is let's beat the fanatics for sure. And I I think it, Trent it would actually would have worked well. A shot of whiskey and a chicken wing. That would have been the perfect <laughs> fanatics meal for them. I don't know what they came up with though. Have you heard any rumblings? I, I have not. I, I really don't. They said they haven't Here, they didn't my, mail it in. Here's my take. I don't even think they have it. They're my I, I don't think that they turned it in yet. Oh gotcha, gotcha. Right. We we put They're some work- effort into it. Yes. Uh, unlike the, the uh, afternoon crew. Well, we'll see, because I know the... Look, here's how I handicap it. Mm-hmm. Morning Rush is going to be tough to beat. Yes. They had a really popular item. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got a text from Mr. Peterson. oh All caps. It's on. Uh-huh. Three exclamation uh-huh. marks. Well, you better get to work, Ross, because you haven't even thought of it yet, um, is my guess. They need to change the name of their show, too. They were talking about that yesterday, because they want to have their name now on it. They want to, so, so do they? they? No, they don't. Okay. They don't. They're they joking about that. They said there's no way to put Williams and Peterson together no, for matter. a show name. And then they, no, the fanatic. Willie and the Peter? No, that's not good. No? Not good. Not good. Um, morning Rush sold a lot of sandwiches. They did. I'm not sure how Murph and Andy did. 
I heard good things. Yeah, but you, they called it, they named it after a shoe. A shoe. What's a, a central oh. Illinois delicacy, uh, not a central Iowa delicacy. Those people are weird. Those and people are weird. Stew. Stew. Our stew right. involves all the great things. Right. Corn, beans, brisket. Yes. Tater tots. Delicious. And some right. cheese. And some cheese sprinkled on top. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I'm going to get mine without the cheese, but uh, uh, tomorrow at Jethro's for the next three weeks, and whoever sells the most of these is going to be part of the... Emma Necker's got a sandwich. He does. We could be next, Trent Condon. Oh, how great would that be? That would be awesome. we got something to shoot Stick for. it to the fanatics. <laughs> We're going to be at Lakeside tomorrow in Ankeny. If you work out there or whatever, the Jethro's all across central Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, including the one in Ames. You can get the Miller and Condon Barba Stew tomorrow and then for the next three weeks. Looking forward to that one. Stick around, eat your Barba Stew, and watch a little Panther basketball over the lunch hour. More Big Ten conversation coming up. Miller and Condon are live. We're at Wellman's. The folks from Circa are here. We'll hear from a couple of them before we get out of here. Trent's played the day as well. Have you worked on that? I have. I've uh, taken a peek. Looking at the Iowa-Michigan game, I don't know if I'm going to put that out in the opinion. But, in fact, we got games starting in 10 minutes. Nice. Conference tournament time. So good. Uh, the Big South yesterday was outstanding. Three overtime games. A couple of huge upsets. Are we on the right side? No. And <laughs> Charleston Southern goes 1-15 in the Big South. And they win a game yesterday. A buzzer beater tip in to get it done as the 12 seed there. I love conference tournament time. I love these random small conference tournaments playing for their lives to get in. And, of course, we still have to culminate things on Sunday with that MVC championship. So Ross just sent me this text. Can I read it or would you, take, would you, would you pass on that? I think I'll pass on that one. It's a good one, Ross Peterson. Uh, we'll be back. Miller and Condon are live at Wellman's. Big Ten conversation coming up next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Miller Condon, welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Game watch down here at Wellman's tonight. Wellman's Pub and Rooftop. Uh, Ross Peterson, Andrew Downs, and my partner Trent Condon will be here watching that. And then an instant reaction podcast immediately following Wolverines and the Hawkeyes. It is an 8 o'clock tip. FS1 has the coverage. Well, Trent, we've only been able to talk to Thomas Biendit, I think, once since we've been on the Mm -hmm. air. But certainly enjoyed that conversation and looking forward to picking his Big Ten brain again. BT powerhouse, part of SB Nation. Thomas, Trent Condon, and Ken Miller, thanks for coming back on. How are you? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me back on. We're uh, we're in March, so things things are about to get fun. Indeed, they are. You know, before we get into tonight's game, uh, you were such a good resource on the Big Ten overall last time we spoke, as I recall. Uh, where are you? I guess I'll put it out. I don't like Wisconsin yet. They're the <laughs> conference champions. I can't. I can't make it sink in that maybe this team is legit. I love Davis. Davison's had a heck of a career. They've got some dudes, clearly. But I, for whatever reason, am reluctant to believe that this is truly the best team in the Big Ten, yet the record says they are. Where are you, Thomas, on the Badgers? I'm kind of in the, the same camp. I, clearly, as you said, they're a good team. Um, I think you could argue you know, maybe even a top ten-ish team. I think they're right around there in, in the polls this week, but... Yeah, as far as the best team in the Big Ten this year, the best 
uh, team is coming into March uh, with the most um, potential. That's not something I see uh, for the Badgers. And I, I think if, if you're a, a Badger fan and, and you're, you want to be optimistic about them, I think you say, well, yes, Johnny Davis carried them through the beginning of the year. They were sort of a, a one-trick pony. But they've grown. A lot of their young guys have stepped up. They've expanded their roles. And I think that's why they got some of these wins down the stretch here. Namely, they beat Rutgers on the road last weekend. And Rutgers has been as good as anybody at home uh, this year. So that that's a big win. And then they get the follow-up against Purdue on Tuesday. Um, I, I still think overall the best team is, is probably Purdue. And I think if, if you look through, they've, they've had one of the most miraculous routes to losing the Big Ten title, I think I can remember where almost all their losses have been on the road, buzzer beater type games where you just think, man, if they had made a bucket here, they had made a bucket there, they might be winning this thing by a game or two. Um, so I, I still lean Purdue as far as who I think is the best team, but yeah, Wisconsin, I'm, I'm a little suspect uh, about their potential in terms of Final Four national title hopes. Um, I know some are discussing them as a one seed, but that seems a, a, a little lofty, at least in my eyes. I could be wrong, but it feels like advanced analytics, the predictive metrics, are so much de- different than what we see kind of the resume-based metrics this year, especially in the mm-hmm. Big Ten. Metrics hate Wisconsin. Look at Purdue. <laughs> terrible defensively, though some people still think that they're the team best equipped to win a national championship out of the Big Ten. Do you remember a year, and I know we're kind of in a new era with the net rankings that have been used, and, but when you look mm-hmm. at the differences between the resume and what we have with the advanced analytics, do you remember a year that seems like the gap is as big as it is right now? You know, I think that's a good point, and, and it's an interesting one to ponder sort of as, as we move to Selection Sunday. And I do wonder how much of this is due to um, the COVID cancellations, um, the missed games, um, you know, I, I know Iowa's playing Michigan. I'm sure we'll, we'll get to that later tonight. But, you know, Michigan, how do you gauge that stretch where they missed some games, they had to jam some together, Hunter Dickinson, yeah. their best players, out, out a couple nights. Um, as far as the advanced stats, there's, as, I mean, maybe, maybe uh, Ken Pomeroy or, or some of those guys will say differently, but as far as I'm aware, all the games are still evaluated the exact same as they normally would. They don't put an, you know, an asterisk on there because Hunter Dickinson's out with COVID or, uh, you're, you're playing, you know, eight guys or, or what have you. So I wonder if that is, is a reason that we're seeing the gaps we are. Um, and then you, know, you lose non-conference games. Uh, so it, it's even a, a more limited sample size than normal, but it is a little bizarre. And I, I think one of the teams that in the Big Ten that stands out to me, you mentioned Wisconsin, but Rutgers where if, if you look at their performance over the last month, month and a half, I mean, they, they had four ranked uh, wins in a row. They beat Wisconsin on the road, actually, before they lost to them uh, last weekend. And yet their, their advanced numbers are, are pretty rough. Uh, they look like a pretty bad team, but anybody who's been playing them you know, disagrees uh, significantly. So um, it's going to be quite a, quite a test for the committee here to try to sort this out. 
Uh, you're 100% right to that end. I mean, it was just last night, the win. Well, that probably gets them in the tournament. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Look at what they've done down the stretch, but that seemingly was the take. You know, the, let's talk about Michigan because I my take before the uh, game uh, in Iowa City was this Michigan team is, is I think, better than their, than their record indicates. You mentioned it, and you're spot on. The COVID, uh, the, the shutdown that they had early January, if memory serves, that they missed those games. And then the loss that they've had they've all they've all been up against the you know the upper echelon of the big 10 diabate he broke out in a big way at carver hawkeye uh this michigan team i think is better than the record indicates how about you i agree and i, th- I think they're trending up in the right direction if, if you've looked at how they played it it seems like you know they win one they lose one they win two they lose one that type of trend but like you said, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, well, look at the losses at MSU, at Purdue, uh, Ohio State, at Wisconsin. Really, really good teams. They haven't really lost to anybody who's even mediocre since early January around New Year's when they lost to Rutgers, who, as we just talked about, I don't even right. think they're <laughs> mediocre. Um, so it's, it's, it really has been a, a tough schedule for Michigan. Uh, complicated by the COVID stuff early on, and they're, they were a young team entering this year. It seems like they've they've found their footing a little bit. And you know, just to to put that that narrative in, into context here, their strength of schedule numbers, at least according to Ken Palm, they're second in, in the country um, in, mm. in some of the strength of schedule metrics. Um, certainly in the top ten, top twenty five discussion. So they have played a very very difficult slate. Um, haven't obviously been super consistent against it, but um, I, I think they're a team that's more than capable of, of taking down almost anybody on a given night. You know, it, it depends whether you get good Michigan or bad Michigan, um, but they're, they're a young team and, and they're growing. And uh, that I commented to, to one of my, one of my uh, friends uh, earlier last week where I was like, man, could you imagine being like a seven seed or an eight seed or something in Michigan? Plops down there who has blown out Purdue at home, won some of these games, and I'm like, yeah, somebody, somebody's going to get a challenging draw in a game that they think is going to be an easy one. Thomas, uh, the only loss that I was had in the last 31 days has come to that Michigan mm-hmm. team a couple weeks back in Carver-Hawkeye. In that one, Michigan didn't shoot it real well. In fact, 4 of 20 from 3, it was Diabate that went off. And Hunter Dickinson, his ability to pass the ball, I think he had 7, 8 assists in the game. He was really good when Iowa came with the double team. What is the best way to beat this team and beat this Michigan team? Is it to try to slow down Dickinson with double teams, or is it maybe to just play this team straight up? Yeah, it's it's a little tricky. I mean, the weird thing with Michigan, you know, I mentioned there's, there's the good Michigan, the bad Michigan, and really the X factor for the Wolverines all year has been Caleb Houston. He's, he was regarded as a five-star do-it-all freshman. Yep. Hasn't quite lived up to that billing this year, but when he plays well, Michigan, I, I think they've only lost once when he's, uh has scored, you know, in double digits. He's, they're really, really good um, and dynamic offensively when he's playing well. When he's not playing as well, um, it's been it's been a tough go. So I, I think how they defend Caleb Houston has got to be the the top priority. And you know, as far as doubling, um, you know, Iowa, I don't, I think they're going to have to cheat a little bit on Dickinson if if they want to contain him, which is obviously I, I think what caused some of the problems with Diabate last time. You know, Michigan is essentially uh-huh. playing 
uh, two bigs here. Uh, one of the one of the more old school lineups I think you'll see in today's Big Ten um, from a size perspective. But I think they'll have to cheat um, sometimes. But really mixing it up um, and and trying to Michigan's been pretty good in transition as you mentioned. Um, you know, over the last month or so. So if Iowa can slow them down a little bit, make Dickinson have to make some decisions, make it a little more difficult um, than it has been, and uh, hope Caleb Houston doesn't have a good night. Because if, if he has a good night, it, it's probably going to be a challenge for Iowa to get the win in Ann Arbor. But if they can slow him down, um, they certainly have the, the scoring ability to hang with anybody. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So what, uh, when you look at Iowa, Trent mentioned it, the last time they lost was, the, was that game at Carver-Hawkeye. They're playing their best basketball. It sounds mm-hmm. as though Patrick McCaffrey will not play tonight, so there's some size that won't be in the lineup. When you watch Iowa, I mean, obviously Keegan, all eyes on him, right? But uh, when you watch him, what do you see? You know, I, I, I've been impressed at, at how Iowa has trended over the last, uh, I think you said, 30, 31 days uh, during this yep. Yep. hot streak. And, you know, it, it was almost like a, a given, you know, earlier in – uh, McCaffrey's tenure here as head coach that it seemed like they'd reel off this great record into mid-January, maybe even make it all the way to February, and then the wheels would come off. It seemed like the, the defense would, would fall apart, the team would get exposed, and that is not happening this year. The defense, in, in my eyes, has improved. It, it seems like they're getting role players to step up on various nights, and obviously Murray is one of the best players in the country. I think you could argue an All-American uh, maybe the best player in the Big Ten. I, I suppose we'll see who wins the award here in a couple days. Um, but it, it's really the role players that have, have separated it for me. It seems like in, in past years it, they've been really reliant on one guy. But, um, yeah, McCaffrey's been doing work. Bohannon's been doing work. Um, I've, I've really liked how they've mixed it up. And even when, um, you know, you mentioned uh, – but I don't know if this was mentioned already, but you know one of the big issues for Iowa in that Michigan loss was Keegan Murray went out for a bit in yep. in the second half, and you do wonder if that game, you know, Michigan was in control at the time, but you do wonder if it had shaken out a little bit differently if he would have been uh, full strength for that one. So um, I've I've been impressed. I think they're trending in the right direction. I know a couple people have already been hinting they they think they're going to pick Iowa to win the Big Ten tournament, and they're certainly a sleeper. Right now, I, I think they're playing better than anybody in the Big Ten at the moment. Thomas, uh, thanks for doing this, Thomas Bianda. We sure appreciate it. Uh, we will uh, talk to you. Well, probably be a year or so when Michigan and I will collide <laughs> again that we'll be up in your caller ID. But thanks for doing this, Thomas. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Have a good one, guys. Yeah, you do the same. Thomas Bianda, BT Powerhouse, part of SB Nation is where uh, you can read some of Thomas's stuff. Yeah, that was the cramps game, right, that, that Keegan went on? And also, was it a foul trouble in the first half game? I don't recall. I know it was cramps. I'm pretty sure it was cramps because they remember he walked down the tunnel. He was on the bench, and they jumped. I would jumped out to an early lead. Uh huh. Michigan came roaring back. Tight one at the half. Keegan hit the shot at the horn to give him the lead at halftime right. on the heave from Connor yes, McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here they go. Came out locker room, and then Michigan mm-hmm. started flexing their muscle on Diabate. So what do you do against him? <sighs> You can't cheat because look no. what he did last time he cheated. I, I think he almost got to play it straight up and just let mm-hmm. Dickinson get his. If, if Dickinson's going to get it in the post, yeah, in the post, if he's going to just let it happen, mm-hmm. 
<sighs> Here's one of these. Uh, you got to score. How about that? Oh, they're absolutely. They're not going to hold this team to 65. Yeah. You're, you're not going to win this 70-65. You're probably going to have to win it 84-80. That's probably going to be the way that I will win What's this What's the game. total on the game? Oh. <laughs> oh. So, so uh, Thomas mentioned a uh, player of the year in the Big Ten. Who, 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 how close does Keegan get to win? Is it, is it Davis, Ivy, Keegan? Is it Davis, Keegan, Ivy? Is it, it, how do you see it? TBD. I think these last couple of games will say a lot here. Johnny Davis has to have it, right? At this point. They won the regular season title. He is far and away their best player. Yeah. He has to because it is not best player. It's not the best draft pick, mm-hmm. though Ivy and Davis would be fighting about that, and Murray would also be in that conversation. Elevating that team. That was pick 10th to win the league in the regular season. He's got to be player of the year. I think he is. So let me put it this way. This, uh, here's today's poll question. We don't have a poll. Uh, does Keegan Murray get closer to being the player of the year in the Big Ten, or does Isaiah Brockington get closer to winning the player of the year in the Big 12? Because I think he finishes second. You think so? Okay. But I think you make a case that he should be. Right, right. Year. When you kind of right, put... But Abaji's going to win it. Put value. Right. You take Abaji off that team. Kansas they still, still good. got some dudes. They're probably still, if not winning the league, they're in the top two or three. Take Brockington off Iowa State. Where are they? Garbage. Have they covered? Have they, have they uh, gone past their... Two and a half win total at Bet Rivers from earlier this year without him. No, you I, you wonder, right? You have a compelling case for Brockington when you bring. Him I up think that you way. really do. So is it Murray closer in the Big Ten or Brockington closer in the Big Twelve? Brockington, I think so. Too. The way that we talk about MVP. Yeah, I think so too. We'll come back. We'll talk to our friends from Circa Trends Play of the Day. We're live down here at Wellman's Wellman's Pub and Rooftop in West Des Moines. Again, a game watch here tonight. Uh, the Hawks tip at eight against Michigan. You can come watch it with some of the KXNO crew. Certainly the Circuit crew will be here from our shop, Ross Peterson, Andrew Downs, and Trent Condon. We'll be down here uh, to watch the game. It's an 8 o'clock tip, but the crew from Circa will be here. Well, they're here now, and they'll be here all day long. Come on, get signed up, meet them, get some Circa swag, and sign up to win two tickets lower level for the full session strip for the Big 12 tournament next week in Kansas City. Miller and Condor on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 XNO. Welcome back, Miller and Condon. We are live on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We're at Wellman's Pub and Rooftop. The Circuit Crew is here. They'll be here all day. Game watch tonight, Michigan and Iowa. It's an 8 o'clock tip. FS1 has it. If you're looking for a place to watch the game uh, with some uh, fellow Hawkeye fans or just some uh, some basketball fans, just some people. Come on down uh, to Wellman's. The crew from Circa will be here. Get you signed up for the Circa app, Circa gear. You can, uh, there's an opportunity to win an all-season pass for the Big 12 tournament coming up next week in Kansas City. Well, Logan Linehan, am I saying it right? Linehan? Linehan. She joins us from Circa. How you been? Doing great. Happy to be back in Iowa. Well, I was going to say, this is your second time back. Um, Like you remembered the last time you were here, right? Yeah, I mean, weather's great this time. Can't beat uh, it. Yeah, kind of similar to Vegas this time of year, but 
But yeah, happy to be here. Good to see. So, how's the launch been going? How um, are you, the folks at Circa, happy with the way I was performed so far? Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of our our thing to do more of a soft launch. So, we yep. launched uh, in Iowa in October of last year. Um, we're getting our our full menu up and ready to go. Um, Which is live betting, right? Which is kind of yeah. We have on. some yep. some limited in game, but mm-hmm. but the menu uh, we're pretty much up up and running as as we will be conference tournaments going on right now here in the state of Iowa, Missouri Valley Conference, important with Drake and you and I. We've talked a lot with Mike Palm and some of the other people about that. When you guys kind of look at the state of Iowa and the betting menu that is out there, how important the college athletics is, I think you guys are probably seeing that right now. NBA, it's really not a market for it. This is very much a college market. And, and how you guys work to cater to all the different props that you guys have up in the college tournaments and everything else. Yeah, I mean, college is obviously huge in this state. Um, we've actually been getting a lot of action on the college wrestling, yes. Um, yes, which right. was a shock to us. That's uh-huh. because of him. He's this guy right here. He planted yep, I, the seed. I, I got him going. And, in fact, uh, I believe tomorrow, I don't know if you know this, Logan, for sure, Palm said that you guys were maybe going to have some odds for the Big Ten Wrestling Tournament. That'll be out on the app tomorrow. Have you heard anything on that front? Yes, we will. That is awesome. Yeah, wrestling is its huge here. It's just different, you know, different pockets of the country, and very excited to see that. So we got, of course, Game Watch tonight. But for people that haven't downloaded the Circa app, a lot of people are wondering how to get involved, want to do it, haven't maybe even downloaded an app for the first time. You don't have to come anywhere, right? You don't have to go anyplace. So explain a little bit just the process of the easiest way to download the Circus Sports app. Yeah, so in Iowa, uh, we don't have any retail location. It's mobile only, um, which means you can, you can download the app, register, and fund from anywhere in the state of Iowa. Um, so we just recently implemented uh, debit cards as a functionality to, to fund your app. Um, so now we have debit cards, ACH bank transfer, uh, Play Plus as a third-party option. So it's really easy to download uh, and fund and just place your bets from anywhere in the state. And it's also easy to navigate. For an old guy like me, this kind of technology challenge, a little scared of some of these things, right? It's easy. I mean, it really and truly is. When I downloaded I was a little bit nervous, but I was just I was flying through that thing. I mean, the great thing about all of our Circus Sports apps is, you know, it's a similar look and feel. Um, so whether you're betting in, in Iowa or with us in Nevada yep. um, or even Colorado where we have another mobile app, um, you know, it's, it's, it looks and feels the same no matter which app you're using and very easy to navigate. And you do have to, so for instance, I mean, there's going to be plain loads of Iowans making their way to Vegas next week and the week after. And, and I'm, some, I'm going to assume that some of the folks on those planes have already downloaded. They're customers of yours. But once they get to Nevada, their Iowa app will not uh, allow you to wager. You actually have to go to the counter once you get to, uh, to Circa, correct? Right. So the, the rules in Nevada are a little bit different where you do have to go to a, a, one of our physical locations. We have mm-hmm. five locations um, in Las Vegas and, and the Henderson area. Uh, you'll go to the counter. You'll do a cash deposit and sign up for the Nevada app. Um, so that's the app that they'll use while they're there for the tournament. Um, and then when they come back to Iowa, you just switch over to the other app. Um, so it's really really similar. Seamless, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's quick and easy. We have a lot of great staff that can help anyone out with any questions they have. And funds-wise, you can't transfer those funds over, right? It would be put another couple hundred bucks in when you get to Vegas, or if you're heading to Colorado and want to do it that way and go into Denver to do some skiing, go into Aspen, it's not something that you can just transfer the money. It's a new transaction. Right, right? yeah, it's separate. So unfortunately you can't use the same wallet between the Different apps. Different partners. But, yep. Right. 
have different partners. Well, great stuff. Uh, thanks for being here. You're going to be here till when? After the game tonight? Yeah, we'll be here all day. Um, we'll be here until probably around 11 p.m. Um, we want people to come out, watch the game with us, download yeah. and fund the app. We got a lot of cool merch and swag, a uh, few drink tickets if you fund the app. Um, but yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it and uh, we're happy to be here. Good thanks, stuff, Logan. Logan. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. Now we're going to go to our buddy Cam, right? Yes, Cam He's and a I. Michigan guy. You two hit it off when he was here last week. We did. Time. So I got to tell you, Cam, that day, we sat here and we broke down college football that whole morning mm-hmm. i what had game it. was that before iowa state was playing i don't you know. went to the game didn't you oh my i was state, mike palm mike palm mike went. iowa state texas was that night That's it right. was that weekend yep. so can we sat here and you saw i was sitting in that corner with my newspaper i was going to old school and i had my best saturday of the year outside of week one that day talking with you going through different things and one of the things I love about what you guys do at Circa tonight, maybe it is somebody that is new in sports betting, just wants to give it a try. They're going to throw a couple hundred bucks in there just to play around. Is you guys, and, and Cam, you specifically, just explaining people kind of the way bankroll management, those kind of things. Circa, how important it is, that customer service part of it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's huge. Well, first off, I'd like to, whatever you alluded to, that's awesome that you had a great Saturday. Yeah. And maybe I'm your good luck charm. Exactly. Something keeps Let's have another on, night tonight, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we'll get together <laughs> in the corner and talk a little bit more about there the we games. Go. But, uh, you know, I mean, customer service, it's obviously an integral part of, uh, you know, the casino business in general. Hospitality, it's huge. Um, and, you know, as it's, it's the bankroll option... <sighs> I would say for a new better, uh, you know, don't go crazy. Just try and figure it out, man. You know, just toss $10, 20 $30 on a yep. game and just see how much more enjoyable it is watching a game when you have a little bit of action on it, you know? Yes. Now all of a sudden, especially if you're in a spread and, you know, maybe it's a 12-and-a-half-point spread or whatever it may be, um, now instead of watching a game and knowing, oh, this game's over, t- game's up 10, you have something to sweat it out. Yes. You know, you're like, oh, man, this, this three-point shot makes a difference, you know? So it keeps you engaged a little bit longer. You know, lets you have a little more fun. And uh, and and in my perspective, it gets you a little bit of skin on on teams that you don't really uh, otherwise care for or watch, you know. So you start to really enjoy and and learn more of the game. You see more teams play and uh, just get a better understanding of whatever sport you're watching. We got about a minute left before the music plays. Do you have any opinions tonight? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm from Michigan, but I'm a Spartan, so uh, not a big fan of those Wolverines. Yeah. And I got to tell you, man. Uh, I always had a pretty prolific uh, February. I mean, yeah, one of the really best yeah. seasons, one of the best uh, Februarys I've seen out of any Big Ten team in, in a long time. Uh, everybody's shooting well. Everybody's got confidence. Um, you know, I think that the money line with Iowa plus, you know, like 110 or whatever it is, I think that's pretty juicy. All you guys got to stop is Diabate. I mean, well, you scored 28 on you guys yeah. last time. so It was rough. Yeah, that's tough. You know, I mean, if you can contain Hunter Dickinson, obviously he's their best go-to guy. I, I really do think you guys got a good shot. Izzo, it's March. Doesn't look like you're freaking it out. Are you completely out on your Spartans? No, we're never out. Come on. No. Tom Izzo's never <laughs> look at that, out. That, look yeah, at that. You, you can count us out, but that's a, that's a, that's a bold move right yeah. there. Because, you know, Tom will always get us ready for March. We don't have a go-to score, but we got a lot of good good guys, and we're really deep. I would say we're probably one of the most deep teams mm-hmm. in uh, the Big Ten. So. But you're right. You don't have a go-to score. Yeah. No. Uh, do you have any future tickets on anybody? Um, and, the, you know, uh, my future is going to be on Kentucky. Uh, I took that Got early a pile in the of year. There. Yep. Yeah, because, you know, you know, they had a couple of injuries. Yep. They had a lot of stuff going on. But they're a good team. They're deep, and, the, and they're solid. So, I mean, that's, that's my future team. But uh, I'll probably watch all the tournaments and then make another one once the NCAA tournament comes up. Well, we will be watching those at Circa next week as we're making our way out to the uh, desert. All very excited to, uh, to join you guys and to watch in person at the world's biggest sports book. We were there uh, when? July? 
Yeah, it was late July was late that we July. were out there. And then I was there for week three of the NFL on an NFL Sunday. What a crazy place. <laughs> My gosh, it's a fun place to be, no doubt about it. Good to see you guys. You'll be here all day. Uh, for our audience out there, come on down, meet the folks from Circa, sign up, get some of that Circa swag. Game Watch down here, Michigan, Iowa tonight. You can download the app. You can do so anywhere in the state. You don't have to come here. You can download it anywhere. Just go to the App Store and get it. But if you're in the area, come on down and meet the crew. Uh, Ross Peterson. Andrew Downs, Trent Condon will represent KXNO uh, here tonight, and they'll have a uh, uh, an instant recap of the game. Uh, to Hopefully it's a happy one because I'm going to guess we're going to have a few beers in us. You think? Might be a little angry if things don't go well again. Something about Michigan. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. It's going to be fun. Cam knows that. Do you, do you like anything else tonight? Oh, yeah. There was a, a couple of games. In fact, one that already tipped off, so that's not going to do anybody any good. Let's uh, see what I had in the app. Oh, I told you one. Missouri Valley Conference tonight. I like Illinois State. In the Mo- early game. Yeah, Dan Miller's out. He may be coaching his last time. Tight spread, just one and a half their favorite against Indiana State. Indiana State slows it down. I think Illinois State for their outgoing coaches got a little something tonight. Trent and I are Jethro's Lakeside and Ankeny tomorrow today at Wellman's. Come on down. Meet the crew from Circa. That's going to do it. We're out of time. Thanks for being with us. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.